You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for soul and start again. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Joining us to wrap up the first pseudo day of free agent frenzy during this legal tampering period is a good friend of the show, Paige Demacos. Paige, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. So it's been a it's been a pretty, pretty crazy uh, first day and lots of Lots of reports coming out. Lots of, of accusations of tampering. It's been, it's been a wild, it's been a wild day. So it's, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying Twitter uh, for the last 24 hours. Yeah, there there seems to be two kinds of Twitter. There's excited Twitter and there's dumpster fire Twitter. And Bucks fans seem to be falling on both sides at the moment. Um, <laughs> but let's go ahead and kick off with with the good news. And David, I know you're excited about this. Quan Alexander. We'll be back in Tampa Bay when the 49ers come to play the Buccaneers because he just got a mega deal from San Francisco. And good on Quan for getting paid the way he did. Highest paid line inside linebacker in the NFL. You know, we we saw it coming, man. Yeah, unfortunately, it just it, it it's just always seemed that it was just not gonna happen between the two sides. I know that there's been reports that the team and Quan were in conversations and everything, but uh, once once it was all but confirmed that he was going to be allowed to go seek out other deals with other teams, it was it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was going to get offered more money than uh, the Bucks were probably able and or willing to pay. Yeah, and and Paige, I mean, what was kind of your your takeaway when you heard that Quan Alexander was gone? I mean, I'm sure you know the the Bucks were obviously disappointed to lose them, but there's really not a lot they can do in that kind of situation with with the cap restraints that they have and, and the obscene amount of money that John Lynch just threw at Quan. Yeah, no, I think this was this was definitely a a position where you look at this and you go, yeah, we want to retain Quan Alexander for the right amount of money, and I can tell you that that was ne- that amount of money was never going to happen in Tampa Bay. Uh, for for multiple reasons. And listen, I never fault a guy for going and getting his money. God bless you. You have a small window in this league. Uh, fans need to understand you would do the exact same thing if you were in their position. This is their livelihood. This is their long term. There's no loyalty in this business from the ownership. So there should be no loyalty from the player side. I'm always I'm pro players getting their money. Always, always, always. But at the same time, this is the I, as somebody, I, I saw a quote online to the heart and soul of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And I think the, the biggest part of this is you got to look forward. I think the, this team is looking for a new image. They're looking for a new heart and soul. They're looking for new voices in that locker room to, to kind of lead that team. And, and I don't, and you know, there's a quarterback there that I expect big things from this year. And I know Jameis has been a leader in some ways, but He's got to kind of lead by example in some other ways of his life. And I know he's taking his off-the-field life very seriously. And Bruce Arians doesn't have a lot of tolerance for that. So I expect that while it's, I'm sure it's a tough day for Buccaneers fans to say goodbye to a, a guy that they really like, when you looked at the cap and you looked at the numbers, you, you, had, to, you had to make some assumptions that some of these guys were going to go. And unfortunately, a cap casualty this year is Quan Alexander. 
Yeah, and then on on the flip side of of Buccaneer fan emotions, somehow, some way, Jason Light was able to finagle a sixth round pick out of Philadelphia in exchange for Deshaun Jackson and a twenty twenty seventh round pick. And I've seen some people upset saying, you know, you know, this GM sucks. He's worthless. You could have gotten so much more at the trade deadline. You know, why didn't you pull the trigger then? Yada, yada, yada. And I look at it this way. And, and David, this is something you and I have discussed on previous episodes. The The coaching staff wanted to keep Deshaun Jackson. Jason Light wanted to trade him. Dirk Cutter wanted, wanted to keep him. Jason Light let the coach have the player that he wanted. And it, it did cost them, you know, compensation. But... I was I was talking with Greg Allman on Twitter and basically compared it to a garage sale. You know, this is all stuff that that we're going to get rid of anyway. Let's see if anybody else would give us any money for it. And if not, we were just going to throw it away anyway. So the Bucks are able to get a six round pick. They're able to cut off, uh, you know, ten million dollars uh, of, of salary that they owed, free up ten more million dollars of of salary cap space that they can spend elsewhere. Not on Tyron Matthew, unfortunately, because that dude got paid by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paige, your your initial reaction to hearing that not not that Deshaun was gone so much because we all kind of figured that was happening, but that the Bucks were able to get anything for him to begin with. Yeah, I think this is I think it should be I think it should be looked at positively. I think anytime you can get a pick back in a situation where the player is not necessarily fully invested in what's happening and what's going forward, I think it's a good thing. Um I know that there were talks behind the scenes happening that he was gonna stay and he was gonna go. And I think, you know, listen, it's it to me the biggest part of this is looking at the Eagles and going, Where the hell are you guys following cap room? Because they have a lot of things that they need to change. Uh, obviously Nick Foles being the, being the biggest cap casualty for them as we knew that that was not going to happen long term, keeping, keeping two quarterbacks that are getting paid uh, on the same roster. But I think for me, if I was a Bucks fan, I would be happy that we got anything in return for a guy that was probably going to leave and, and get cut anyways. And from a cap perspective, now you finally see some room, uh, to make some moves because at first when I was looking at this, I go, okay, if Quan stays and Gerald McCoy stays and and Deshaun stays, where the hell are they making any moves? They don't have any cap room. So I knew that they had to be some moves coming in this, you know, this is another another part of what free agency looks like. But if you're a Bucks fan, listen, Bruce Arians will have this offense running and you don't need to worry about that. They will find somebody else to put in this offense. You're not losing a top tier wide receiver you're missing somebody who's replaceable and it's uh, that's exactly how I would describe Deshaun Jackson before we move on and and cover too much else we did have a couple of voicemails come in that uh that we'd like to react to and we'd like Paige to hear uh to hear your reaction to them so Dave why don't you go ahead and and fire the first one up Hey, James. Hey, David. Canyon from uh, Denver. Man, today's a sad day. Hate to see the boy go, but Juan going to the 49ers. You know, all, at the end of the day, all you can do is wish him the best of luck. You know, love to see him be a, a buck for a little bit longer, but just wasn't in the cards. Still, like I said last time, you got to have a little faith. Uh, interested to see where we go from here. Anyways, go Bucks and uh, have a good day, guys. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it like like we kind of said, you know, it it is kind of a bummer, but good on Quan for for getting paid. And you know, this is a guy, David, that you've pointed out quite a few times that was playing on a fourth rounder contract. Never complained. Never whined. Never held out. Never went 
Antonio Brown on the Bucks about how he needs to be compensated more. And, um, you know, John Lynch got himself one hell of a football player. So I'm, I'm happy for Quan. I'm disappointed that, that the run has come to an end. But I, I saw somebody on Twitter, I cannot for the life of me remember who it was, that said the, basically the Bucks just traded Quan Alexander for Devin White in a third-round pick. So that's, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, we know there's been a lot of talk connecting Devin White and, and the Buccaneers and Devin himself at the Combine, you know, lit up uh, like a Christmas tree when he was talking about uh, the Buccaneers, specifically, of course, playing with Quan and Kendall Beckwith. And unfortunately, those two things just may not be possible at this point now. Uh, obviously, playing with Quan in Tampa is not possible. Um, and we all kind of know that we're everybody's waiting with bated breath about Kendall Beckwith's future. But uh, something that I like that he pointed out was kind of just trusting Jason Light. And I think last offseason or two offseasons ago, the, the hashtag follow the light kind of started making its rounds within the buck circle. And, and I think that's something that's important to do because Jason has, you know, he, of course he's had some missteps. Every general manager has had some missteps. Um, but for the most part, he's done a pretty good job of, of putting talent together on this team. And even, even coach Arians himself said that this is the most uh, talented roster that he's inherited in his career. So that speaks volumes considering the teams that he was able to put together with what he had when he took the jobs uh, where he had them. So it's, it's important to do. And then, Again, Paige, I'm with you. I mean, I never, I never look down on a player for for going and getting what they what they feel like they're worth, and for agents doing their job and going and getting their players what they feel like they're worth and what other teams are willing to pay. Just, just like you said, and just like many people have said, if 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 my employer today came to me and said, "Hey, do you want a hundred dollar a month raise?" I'd jump all over that. So if they're offering me a million dollar a year raise, of course I'm going to jump all over that too. Uh, so I would I would never judge a player for for doing that. No, it's a it's a small window of time. NFL means not for long. I mean, it's yeah. a small window of time that these guys have to go and make their money. And you know, as you pointed out earlier, like Quan played on a on a pretty significantly team friendly deal because of where he was drafted for a long time. And you know, this is his opportunity to have a payday. And God bless him. I hope he plays well in San Francisco. And and you're obviously going to see him in Tampa. Does it suck to lose players like that? Absolutely. But that's what the draft is for. And I think looking at this, you go, you don't have to jump too far to realize that Devin White is probably the realistic pick at five. Uh, if you know anything about how Todd Bowles runs his defense, Devin White is a home run in that defense. And he obviously showed uh, showed what he needed to show at the combine and, had a successful interview and all those things. So I think for, for them, you look at this and you go, yeah, this they'll be fine in that position. I know it sucks to lose a, a fam or a, a team or fan favorite, but Quan is, you just got to trust in Jason. Jason is a, Jason is a draft expert. The guy loves grinding the tape. Like jokingly, I joked with him. I was like, Jason, I don't think I know another GM that watches as much film as Jason does. And so I would tell fans, like, this is my way of telling you, I know behind the scenes how much effort and time goes into what Jason does. And having Bruce Arians there is going to be just a huge upgrade uh, with those two working together. They did it in Arizona. Steve Kime and Bruce Arians did it together for a while, too. And it, it, it works really well when you have that tandem. So trust the process, as my guy Joel Embiid would say, and, and know that they're going to make the right moves for this team. David, why don't we go ahead and hop over to the uh, second voicemail that we got in in reaction? Hey guys, it's Leighton in Tampa. 
uh, free agency tampering window Monday. Um, I expected Hunt to be gone. I was hoping to get some kind of trade for Deshaun, so the sixth rounder is better than nothing. Sat, very sad to see Quan go, um, and Hump go for that matter, but he's getting paid, so we can't fault him for that. Um, he's a great guy. Um, really hard to put into words some of these things that are going on in the league right now. Like, it's, some of it's really crazy, but um, we'll get to see what's coming for the Bucks here and then hopefully in the next few days, weeks, in the draft. Um, of course, we'll be listening to your, to your thoughts. Go Bucks, and have a great evening. All right, why don't we go ahead and, and jump over to the one player that we haven't talked about yet, and that's Adam Humphreys. And, you know, for all the people that want to criticize Jason Light's draft history and they want to continue to bring up Roberto Aguayo as if that horse hasn't been beaten to death enough, you know, then he does turn around and find guys like Cameron Braid and Adam Humphreys. And Adam Humphreys was able to go out on the open market and get a four-year, $36 million contract with the Tennessee Titans you know, this is one of the most reliable slot receivers in the NFL, one of the most reliable third down uh, targets in the NFL. He has one of the highest third down conversion rates. It was a it was a great deal for for Humphreys and the Titans and kudos to Jason Light for finding him in, in undrafted free agency and kudos to Adam Humphreys for maximizing on that opportunity. That was another guy. We started to hear the rumors of his price tag and said, you know what, that's going to be too much for the Bucks. They still have Chris Godwin. They still have Justin Watson. You know, there's you know, you could go with with Bobo or or whoever. There's still weapons at the wide receiver position. And then there's a guy in the draft, just like Humphreys, if that's the kind of guy that you want in Hunter Renfro. So, you know, again, I don't blame Humphreys for for leaving for that kind of money because that's that's maximizing the opportunity that he got. Talking about Humphreys, I mean, we, you know, we don't we haven't had the chance obviously to meet Leighton in person. And, you know, he won our, our jersey competition or contest earlier. Uh sorry this season, about right? that, Leighton. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll still enjoy the Quan Alexander jersey. It didn't really kind of work out. I mean, Leighton sounded like legitimately like down. You know what I mean? And and it's it's fair. I mean, as fans, you you put in a lot of time rooting for these guys and pulling for these guys. And you know, there's been a lot of hype around the team. Uh, Paige, even before BA came came around, I'm sure that you you know you have your your ear to the NFL heartbeat. So I'm sure that you saw and, and witnessed some of the hype that was going around the Buccaneers for the last couple of years that just didn't pan out. Certain players are still worth like fan investments, and, and they get kind of attached, I suppose. Um, I, some of them, yeah. some of them let it manifest in anger, which I don't really agree with. And some of them <laughs> like Layton sounded genuinely sad and, and I like it. Uh, but at the same time, I think that a good NFL team is kind of built to be casualty proof, whereas they can withstand casualties and be okay because it's part of the game. And then at the same time, this game is not designed, like you mentioned, Paige, to be a long-term kind of a, a marathon adventure. It's, it's a very short window of time that you have these players for. So they're also transplant ready. There's a new Adam Humphreys and a new Quan Alexander coming on the horizon for the Buccaneers. We don't know who it is yet. Maybe it's Devin White, but you've been living the football life for, for a long time, Paige. You get that kind of same sense that there's there's a new fan favorite coming soon. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the I would say I much prefer Layton kind of being down than the angry, you know, because listen, at the end of the day, all you can you can be disappointed and upset that you lost a player that you really liked on your team. That's okay. It's the guys who get on Twitter and yell at players for leaving a team and scream about loyalty because some guy got paid money. And I'm like, dude, if I called you tomorrow and offered you a raise, I guarantee you're leaving your job, period, end of sentence. Like, that's how this goes, right? So 
I, I think I'm, I'm okay and understand the, the fan call-ins. And now I have a better sense of what seems like Quan Alexander meant to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you, you said it right, David. I mean, this is part of what football is. You lose players and you find new players. And the best, the best of the best, the best example I could possibly give you is Bill Belichick and what he does each and every year and gets rid of all Pro Bowl superstar players and moves on at the right time. I mean, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about having success in the NFL, I don't, that's the system. That's the model. And nobody else can figure it out, but it's, it's obviously there's a, there's an algorithm that maybe the genius that is Bill Belichick has figured out with you maximize the amount of time you have with the player and you move on. And, and that's what this is. And they're moving on and they're not, they're not going to pay Adam Humphreys or Quan Alexander the money that they paid. And God bless them. Like I said, earn your money, go play, do your thing. But I wouldn't be too worried about not being able to, to find other players in this draft or in free agency that are going to be able to fill the needs that this team has. Right. I mean, I definitely would like to see the kind of the sadder, more upset versus like the Jersey burning, blocking, you know, cussing oh, out players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's just, insanity. that's just a silly reaction. That's, yeah. 100%. I'll never understand burning something that you paid your own hard earned money for. I'll never understand because the players do not care. So right. I, I will never, I will never understand that. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I mean, and a lot of people kind of look at, at media members and, and whether you're talking mainstream or you're talking, you know, fringe media or whatever level of media you're talking about, you try to be unbiased when you, when you talk about things, but covering these players, no matter how close you are to the players or how often you're in there, like you look at people like Jenna Lane, like she tweeted a picture of a, of a conversation she was having with her mother about Adam Humphreys and how heartbroken her mother was over Adam Humphreys leaving, you know, happy that he got his, his money and his deal, of course, but she's sad that he's not going to be in Tampa Bay anymore. I mean, you, you still, everybody's still human. Even if you're an unbiased media member, you're still a human being. So you kind of draw connections to some of these players. And Mark uh, James, a guy who used to write uh, for us at the Pewter Plank, mm-hmm. tweeted out earlier that when he first joined us at the Pewter Plank, that Quan was the first player he wrote about. So that kind of, you know, brought back memories for him and that connection. Uh, myself, when I first started entering the, the media world, the fringe media world, um, the very first player I ever interviewed was Quan Alexander for the Buccaneers in his rookie training camp. I mean, nobody knows it now, and there's really not a lot of proof of it. Uh, I think I think the article that accompanied it got like 300 views, but it was one of the first times anybody talked about Quan Alexander potentially grabbing a starting role in that defense, and I was really proud of that. I'm still really proud of it. So there are certain memories and certain things, attachments to players, but Paige, you're 100% right in what you said, and a lot of people echo the same sentiment. This business is not built to be loyalty-driven. But if you're loyal to a player, players will and do appreciate that, you know, at, at differing levels. I had a conversation with Mason Foster probably about a year and a half ago, former Buccaneers linebacker, and he talked about he still gets tweets from Bucks fans every once in a while who are like, hey, you know, happy. I mean, it, things have kind of gone south a little bit in Washington for him now. But when he was kind of having some success in Washington with the Redskins, there would be Bucks fans who are like, hey, dude, I remember you playing Tampa. I'm glad to see you doing well. Da, da, da. And it means something to him that there are still Bucks fans that hit him on Twitter and still follow him because what a lot of players notice is it's, you know, you get the headline Deshaun Jackson traded from Tampa Bay to Philly and Twitter followers plummet. And then like the next day they rise, you know, and, and what yeah. that is, is the Buccaneers fans unfollowing and the Eagles fans waking up the next day and following. And so some, some, some fans out there really want to demand loyalty. But if, 
if fans are loyal, those dips in numbers wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? It, it just kind of, it's a kind of a hand in hand deal. So I don't know, just something I kind of want to comment on when I saw Mark send his tweet out earlier today. Yeah. It's a cycle, right? Like it's all, it's all part of it and nobody's wrong for not wanting to continue following a player that doesn't play for their team. That's fine. That's okay. But then you have to realize you can't, you can't have the flip side, right? Like you can't be upset at the player and, and be okay. And then be like, well, when he leaves, I don't want to be a fan of him anymore. Because a lot of times this is driven by the GMs and the coaches deciding that, Hey, we went to the combine, hypothetical situation. We went to the combine. We talked to Devin White. We saw that he can replace in our system what we are not going to have to pay big dollars for. And that's what the draft is, right? That's, mm-hmm. This happens every single year. And if you have a position that you go and you assess and you go, okay, we can save this much money on the cap. This is the type of player we're going to bring in. We know we can get this for him in free agency. I mean, that's, these are all decisions. That's why they have jobs as GMs and all the rest of us don't. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's the way I would put it. It doesn't mean they're always right, but they're more right than we are. Uh, and and that's, that's the way, I, for especially a guy like Jason Light, they have a lot of experience. He knows what he's doing. Trust, it, trust, in, trust in the timeline and the process that's happening here. And, and don't, don't freak out before you have a finished product. It's day one, right? There's a lot, there's a lot that's going to happen between now and the draft. And, and wait until you have a finalized roster before you start freak out mode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, this is kind of forgotten territory for a lot of Buccaneers fans that it's usually the Buccaneers that are going out and and sniping these players from other teams when free agency opens up rather than watching players from the Buccaneers walk in free agency and be such hot commodities. You know, a lot of these guys that used to be Buccaneers that hit free agency have been because they've been released. You know, you look at Michael Johnson and Chris Baker and Anthony Collins and Deshaun Goldson and TJ Ward and, and all these guys that have been misses, you know, to see someone drafted or signed an undrafted free agency in Humphrey's case to spend that, that first four years with you and then walk to another team, it stings a little bit. And Buccaneers fans have forgotten that that feeling because they haven't had those players walk that have been so desirable. So that says something about Jason Light's ability to find these guys in the draft, to see them coveted by these other teams and get these mega deals that the Buccaneers just flat out couldn't afford and, and you know, weren't weren't going to pay that high of a price. You know, nobody knows these guys as well as their own teams. And that's why free agency, you see these guys get overpaid and then the narrative becomes, oh, well, he could never live up to that contract. Well, Somebody thought that he could because that's why he was paid that. So it's it's just one of those things that you know it's it's rough for for Bucks fans to be on the other side of that fence for the first time in a very very long time. Yeah, I definitely I definitely uh, I think that's that's spot on. Um, Paige, you have any uh, any players in in free agency that you're looking for that whether you have any insight specifically that you want to divulge or that you just kind of think fit what Coach Bowles and what Coach Arians and and Coach Leftwich are, are looking for. I mean, I was looking at, at Tyron, but you can't fault him for, for uh, taking the amount of money that he got offered to go to Kansas City. Uh, oh, yeah. There would have been a potential. Obviously, he would love playing with Todd and, and Bruce again, but he got a, a massive contract to go to Kansas City. As of right now, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm, I'm keeping a low profile because I'm, I'm tomorrow, uh, Jake and myself, and uh, obviously Jake Arians, Bruce's son, myself, 
and Jamie will be podcasting and I'm hoping to have some news to break at some point. But a lot of this stuff, a lot of what I've, what has been happening and what I've heard about was more about guys that were going to be gone, not guys that they were going to sign. And I think the, the biggest part of that is you don't know what the other teams are going to do until today. So you, you can't really forecast out until, until the free agency period really opens up. And a lot of these transactions are going to be ones that maybe don't, aren't splash or something that stands out. But you have to remember, the Bucks have a fifth overall pick. A lot of the teams that are making tons of splashes are teams that don't have a lot going on up in the front. And even a lot of the, the deals that I've seen today, for the most part, I haven't been in love with really anything um, I mean, I knew a lot of the stuff we knew was coming, probably Nick Bull, some of this, some of the bigger, uh, Terrell Suggs is coming here to Arizona. He's 36 years old. Like there, there hasn't been that much that's, that's really stuck out to me as being, uh, being super exciting, but the next 48 hours will be interesting. Cause I always like to see what happens over the next few days. All right. Well, and of course, all of you can find everything that Paige is doing over at the Draft Network and the TD Fantasy Podcast with Jake Arians. Paige, anything else going on that uh, that you'd like to let our, our listeners know about for the for the coming days for any of your work? No, I think for, for right now, guys, I think the biggest thing you can do is go to thedraftnetwork.com and go play along with the Mock Draft Machine. It is so much fun. You can go play Jason Light and you can tweet it to me and I will show it to Jason Light. If I find the best, I'll, I'll take like 50, 50 different ones and I'll give you some grades. I'll give them to the guys, let them grade them, and then I'll show Jason Light and be like, hey, this is the best submitted Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, mock draft machine. So, you know, if you, if you want to draft these guys, maybe you should do it. Obviously, he won't, but it was <laughs> funny to see what his, re- what his reaction will be and how close you are, right? Let's see, let's see how the fans do. Let's see how close they are to, uh, to what is actually going to happen in Tampa. I, I, I like that challenge. And you know what? If if one of our listeners sends you this this mock draft and they tag us in it and they're one of the winners, David, I think we should give them something. Do another little giveaway that way. Uh we can we can discuss that. We've got we've got some giveaways coming up already. That so. is true. <laughs> we we can discuss that though. <laughs> I'll figure out something for the winner. Don't worry. I'll I'll figure out some some Tampa Bay for for what I think I have a pretty good opportunity to get something cool from the Bucks. So if if somebody tweets at me and they're like real close, like they other than the Devin White pick, do not if that's what the only pick you get right, stop, full stop on that. Uh, you gotta get you gotta get you gotta get something else right. You gotta get some of the other picks in the first round or forecast something at least close. If you get two Tampa Bay Bucks picks right, maybe maybe we'll have a conversation. But still tweet them to me. And if you're and if you're close, we'll see who's the closest. We'll put them through our little uh, through our little system and see who's the closest at the end of the the first round. And I'll I'll hook you up with some bucks here. Nice. All right. And of course, you can send those to her at the underscore sports page, but that's P A I G E, not P A G E. So at the underscore sports page. I just want to wish the CEO of the Draft Network, my guy J C Cornell, he and his wife had a beautiful baby girl today, baby Kendall. She is an angel. She's the princess of the draft network. And we're so happy to have another badass lady, a part of the draft network crew. Uh, so shout out to JC. We're so happy that you had a happy, healthy baby. 
Yeah, very, very excited for JC and his wife and beautiful baby girl. So a happy birthday to Kendall from those of us at the Locked On Network. I'll speak for Trevor and, and John, too, because they're not here to pipe in from the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. But, you know, from those of us at, at Locked On Bucks and Bucks Nation, a, a very happy birthday and congratulations to uh, JC and his his lovely wife. Big thank you to Paige for joining us. And of course, you can check out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. We have the free agency tracker and open thread. It has been getting just blown up in day one. We're going to keep that thing updated for a while. It's going to be at the top of the page. So make sure you're checking out the latest on Bucks news right there. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Send in your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and thank you all so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. And I'll take with me the memory to be my sunshine and the rain. It's so hard.